Welcome to the Family Goals Podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. My name is Joel House, and the purpose of this podcast is to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. We're continuing our conversation with Jennifer House, so if you haven't listened to part one, go back and take a listen. Here's part two. All right, number six is we set proper boundaries. A hundred percent. We are never alone with someone of the opposite sex. Not in a car alone, not in an elevator alone, not in a hotel room alone. (laughs) You might have you might have gone a little far with that one, but no, but like here (laughs) there have been and sometimes it's awkward, but there are times when like I have a master's in counseling, so a lot of times you know, he, he will always say he's not a counselor, you know? And so maybe I'm better suited to offer counseling to a man in the church, but we don't do it. We just, I refer that person on, or if I ever have to have a meeting with, um, someone on our staff, the doors open people, it's very, it's in public, it's in the lobby, like, and sometimes it's awkward, but our staff know you know, we operate that way. Um, and a couple times, I remember when we first moved here, and Jonathan, I'm teaching school at Grayson Elementary. He is knocking down every door to try to meet people in the area to start our church to gain favor. And there was someone that he had met and run into, and that person was someone significant in the community that could help our church, but I had a bad feeling. And I looked at him and I said, uh uh-uh. uh, I just have a my radar's up on that one, and he respected that. You know, I just had a bad feeling. Are you good with reading that most of the time? Sometimes I'm good with reading it. Sometimes I'm like, am I just being jealous? But I don't think in that instance I was not being jealous. I she had something in her. You could feel it. I could feel it, and it wasn't. She ended up later divorced. Um, I don't know. It was a weird, yeah. I just, my, my gut was like, Oh, I don't, I don't like my this. wife is really good at that. She's really good. And she's infinitely better than me. And so when she speaks on that stuff, I listen because I, I, um, I usually see the good in everybody and I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, that person's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. and she's like, be careful. And I was like, what do you mean? you see <laughs> i'm like yeah. immediate like what do you what do you well, mean what did you see because i know she's got good intuition i mean it, I've so only I, have, prob- I need to listen to i've her. only probably said it two or three times in our whole marriage Were so you right on all of them i guess so listen so it's right? not I like mean, it's not like every person i see him with and I'm even, like, even watch if out she's not right i need to honor the honor her feelings toward you know anyway 100 percent. so but when but she, she's saying it for a reason it's coming from a good place all right yeah. let me ask you a question y'all been married a while i want to learn most important boundaries. What's the best boundaries you've set in your marriage? What's the best boundaries? Or on the other side, these people you've counseled, what's, where's, where do they get in trouble? Where's the... They're getting in trouble when they don't believe it could happen to them. When they're, they're, um, they, they're loose they're with their um, communication... They're texting people of opposite sex. They're like, they're this big group of friends that's just going to hang out, and then the guard goes down a little bit. It creeps in. Um, every time people are will say, I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And so I think. And it typically happens as an emotional affair. Right. First, I think. Yeah. And then, and then those guards come down and. 
And typically it happens with people's best friends. The couple's best friends. But I've seen God do amazing things. And I always tell people when I meet with, a lot of time I do, I call myself the triage (laughs) because the affair has happened or has been found out about. So I get like the raw emotion of it. And then I refer them to a counselor. But I always say, don't make lifelong decisions right this minute because your emotions are hot. Um, And nine times out of ten, if people get godly counsel, turn to Christ, it's it's the best thing that ever happened to them. But, yeah, that's definitely when you let your guard down and you believe. And we're so saddened. I mean, like almost weekly we hear of another pastor who's had a moral failure when it comes to this. Sometimes it's someone we know. Sometimes it's someone we've looked up to. And so we just know that we're not above it. Like the second we think that would never happen to us, we're we're starting to go down. And I and I think if if you pick friends that don't care about their marriage or their marriage isn't a priority or it's not a good marriage, and that's who you choose to spend a lot of your time with, they don't care about their marriage. They dang sure don't care about yours. Yeah. So be smart with who you surround yourself. I, I want to surround myself with great marriages. Like in people that will cheer for my marriage and, and not not somebody that's gonna make comments or anything like make smart out comments and it's gonna be a running joke that our marriage sucks or blah blah blah. Like And one of the things like texting has become like normal communication. Now people text instead of email. Mm-hmm. I mean ninety percent of the time if we're texting someone of the opposite sex, we put each other on it. But I sometimes it's for work, so it's a little but I know recently there was a lady texting him, and it was work, it was business, but I looked at him, and I said, be careful, like, you're, and I'm sure he would say the same thing to me, it's, it's, that's something you, to We know, we justify it, and I do, I yeah. do, I, I, I don't do it with any friends, period, it's easy, right. it, it's very easy, but with work, it is different, and most of the people that run our stuff at ESPN is women, I mean, because women are better than men, at, or they are, <laughs> they are, like, at keeping things organized and running it. And they always text me all the time individually for work. You know, it's just part, it's, it's part of it. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, I don't do email and every work email I get has Lindsay t- attached to it. And as soon as I see baby doll Pollock, I'm, I'm off. I don't even read it. So it's perfect. Um, but I do a lot of that. And I always, I've always, I've talked to her a lot about that. Like, cause she's like, well, it's kind of work, but I'm also what I'm very, I'm just, I'm always very aware of, I, I bring up my family really quickly and under, like, but I always, I don't send cute emojis. You keep I don't business. send gifts. I, I just, I'm not, I'm not doing anything besides trying to answer the question. And then if they have families, I ask about their family, but like never, I think how you respond is important. You can't be your jovial flirtatious self. Like, right. I, I mean, I think you have to be, just be smart with what, with the words you use. But again, you know, if it, if it, and if it ticks them off, like if it, if your wife doesn't like it, then change it regardless. If she doesn't right. like it, then put her on the text. I was like, you want me to put you on the text? I will gladly. It doesn't bother me at all, but you can ask. You did good with that one. Well, another boundary I was thinking of was just protecting our family time. And so in the early, yeah. early days of church, um, there was all this, I guess, pressure. Like people wanted us to go to their house for dinner. People, yeah. you know, people wanted these evening meetings and we're, I'll meet with people, but I'll say I'll meet during during office hours. We'll meet during because evenings is family time, and and 
there was a season here recently where we like we had small groups every night it seemed like but in the in the early days when the kids were playing sports and we were super involved in that we had very few evening yeah work related meetings no evenings is for family we're we're gonna shut it down at you know and i agree with that if someone wants to meet with me i'll say um are you available during office hours because they would take off for work to go to the doctor or to wherever else. Yeah. So now there are some people that I'll say, can we do a phone meeting? Call me during your lunch break. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, now, of course, like we've had instances where we're at the hospital at 8 p.m. because it's very serious. And, you know, but for the most part, we, we, if we, if people want to meet with us, our boundary is let's meet during work hours. And you got to set those. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Uh, that's good because weekends can be same thing. I mean, everybody wants to work on weekends now because they, everybody's t- working all the time now. I mean, they mm-hmm. can just do it on their phone and, but set boundaries and you can't. It's hard to set boundaries with with the phone and texting and. Tell you what, man. All of that. It's, it it is, and, and I, I I get I get really annoyed with the phone. I, I I have I think it's the devil's greatest instrument he's ever created is the phone. Um, but. I think we, Nicholas having the Gab phone now, like and having his little phone, it's it's amazing because it's held me more accountable with my phone, and I, and I and I like that. I, I really enjoy because I'm like, wait a minute, what am I what am I modeling, right? What am I showing? And we went into Leah's play the other day for Madagascar play, and listen, theater ain't my thing, bro. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm su- I'm gonna not. support my Theater's daughter. Theater's not your thing. I'm gonna support my daughter, but like I I took my phone just right here and I sat it on the middle console. Before we left the truck, and I said, "You know, Nicholas, put your phone right here. We're not gonna, we're not gonna do things right. the whole time she's performing. We're gonna right. go and we're gonna be present and watch. Like, so I think we definitely the phone <laughs> needs boundaries. The phone needs yeah. the phone needs a lot of things. But now that isn't that isn't one of my seven. But you just said something that I think is vitally important. Well, we can take the place of five because five. Okay, we'll, we'll put it for five. Okay. It's be present. Yeah, be present where you are because you. You could say, yeah, I'm spending time with family, but if you're on your phone the whole time or you're talking, you're doing business or, or whatever. I always like, said when you're there, be there. Yeah. That's when I talk to my buddies and stuff, when you're there, like, listen, I, I work a ton and I have a bunch of buddies that fly all over the place and they're busy. Okay. But when you get home, be there. Just put your phone away. Mm-hmm. Look them in the eyes. Respond. Like, be there. Be present, Do, which is the same thing. But, like, they know when you're on your, when you're on your phone listening to a story or texting, what? They know yeah. that crap too. By the way, they're going to do the same thing. And then you're going to, it's going to drive you nuts. You're going to be like, listen to me when I'm talking. Well, what do you do? You don't listen when I'm talking. You're over here texting yeah. and it's okay. So the phone sucks. Yeah. I hate phones. One of the things that, that kind of my personal pet peeve, like, like if I'm meeting with somebody, like we're, we're having a meeting. Yeah. Them taking a phone call in the middle yeah. of our yeah. meeting. Like, why can't you just wait till the meeting's over? What if they're texting while they're talking to you? That's annoying too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> No, but it's like be present where you are, and then whatever this is, it can wait till. Can you focus on this, two things at one time? Over. Can he fo- I can. He can. No, I cannot. They no. know that. And no. I'll be talking no. to him while he's <laughs> yeah. trying to finish something, and that's my bad. Because let him finish that first, yeah. and then he'll be present. They all yeah. know this. Yeah. That you oh, cannot talk phone. to me yep. while I'm trying nope. to answer someone on a text. I, you yeah, can't. There, there are definitely sometimes where 
we're in the living room, we're watching a game or something. I had this full on conversation with him and it's like, I'm talking to a, a brick wall cause he's on Twitter or something. And they puts it down. It's like, were you saying something? <laughs> and I'm like, did you really like, I'm not going to go through the, the I'm not going through the whole yeah, stories again. I'm, it's over. You missed it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He cannot do I two things at once. You can't do two things at once. There's, there's no such thing as multitasking. Women can multitask. Better. I disagree with that strongly. I, I hear that all the time. I'll give, listen, I just mentioned women run things better than yeah. men. I don't believe that. I don't want to hear that. Multiple women can do two. My wife can't text and do anything. Her mouth's open and her the text. Are, she can't function on another thing. I I can absolutely listen to a conversation here and have a conversation with you. I can do the same. I can have both of those. I can do. I can text and still answer you. And it ticks her off that I can do that. It drives her nuts when I do do it. But I don't. I you don't, can text and drive. All right, let's go to the next one. <laughs> All right, so before we move on. I've been on better. Now. I've been better. I put my phone in the middle console. And before I asked, we uh, move on about about being being present, it, for me, it's mentally not thinking, oh, all right, I got to go do A, B, and C after this. You know, so it's just, just, just like we've all been saying. So those that are listening, I want to challenge yourself mentally. Happens, I think what happens is you let other people's demands yes. come take precedence over your your the inner circle and if you really know okay the best thing i can do right now is love on the inner circle and then worry about that later worry about that later but it's hard for all of us but if you we've put, all messed up if you put your phone down more and, and you leave it for a couple hours and come back i think if you really pay attention you didn't miss anything Mm-mm, agreed so if you do that more and more i think you'll start to realize like it's okay it's going to be all good. All right, number seven, this is the last one, is the purpose of our marriage is so much more than us growing old together and living happily ever after. The whole, the whole idea that God brought us together for a reason, for a purpose, um, he wants to use us to live a, a life of significance. And I, I agree with that. I remember when he and I were dating, I was called to ministry, and so I felt like... Um, when we started dating, God was really using me to have an impact where I was. I was the women's director for Jacksonville State. And girls were coming to Christ. I was discipling women. I was loving it. and um, But I really did want to be married and have a family and do all that. And then he and I started dating. And I remember thinking, the only way this works is if he and I together have a bigger impact than me on my own. And so I, I do agree 100%. Now, we do love to dream together, like about our, once we have grandkids and once we're retired. Who's the big dreamer of the two? Oh, him, 100%. <laughs> and I shoot down all his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I can so, relate. Jennifer's, I can relate. Jennifer's very practical. Yep. And, and so I'm a problem I, solver. I just like to dream, but wouldn't this be great? And then she starts Wait a minute. We can't do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, have, I, have, I have one at home like that. And... uh She's yeah. like, you have all these big dreams, but you know, who's going to get it accomplished? And I'm like, you. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's why we're having this conversation. So one thing, this is advice to anyone that's young, either in not married yet or engaged. But his mother said something to me um, when we were, she said, Jennifer, I'm sorry. I spoiled him. I did everything for him. And she Paula can relate to that. Yeah. She said, this is advice. Don't start doing anything right now that you want don't want to do for the rest of your life. Meaning, 
Don't do his laundry. Don't cook. Whatever it is. Like if they're like, I like, I do like to serve and do things for him. When we were first married, I remember it's going from completely independent to now working together. Those are hard years. But I remember like doing some type of housework and just frustrated. And he didn't even know this, but I would get so irritated with them sometimes that I would like wash my clothes, but not his. But it didn't work because four days later. They're still there. Yeah. And he hasn't, <laughs> and he hasn't noticed. He doesn't care. Like, so my like, I've been steaming all week and purposely hurting him by not doing his clothes. And he's. And the only person you hurt were you. Yes. Was you. And so then I, I do remember it was in our little duplex in Jacksonville. I was ironing or something. And I was so mad. And then I remembered the verse you shared at the podcast. Whatever you do. Do it for the glory of Colossians God. Colossians three two three, right? Yeah, and it's it. You know, it does. I'm not doing it for him anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for the glory of God. And so that has not that I get that right every time, but yeah. there are times that I'm doing things at home, and he does a ton at home too. But sometimes I'm frustrated. I'm doing all yeah. this, but I'm not doing it for him. I'm doing it for the glory of God. See, and that's, so that's I just love that you share that because people at home now, when they're doing this, they're going. Even the pastor's wife thinks that way. You know, and yeah. I'm being serious, like. <laughs> I mean, we all have those same selfish thoughts. Like, why the heck am I doing this? Like, they don't appreciate this. They don't, it's not why I'm doing it. I do think one of the things that's helped me the most in marriage is I, sometimes it's so easy to pick apart all his flaws, right? And I can think of all the ways he should be more Christ-like. He should do this. He should do that. But then the truth is, if I flip it, he is so generous and forgiving and loving towards me. Why am I holding him to a standard he doesn't hold me to? He's loving, accepting. So if I can do the paradigm shift and say, he doesn't judge me for every little thing that I do wrong. Why am I judging angry him? or judging yeah. him for everything his, he does wrong? So if I can flip the switch when I'm frustrated then it's so much better because I can easily point out all my own flaws too. And he doesn't ride me for those. So why am I getting all fired up um, on it? So that has helped me to flip it and think about my own sin or weaknesses. And he, he has so much patience with me. Why am I holding him to something? What about when I I flip it though? And there's nothing wrong. It's just so (laughs) perfect. I'm just kidding. She's spoiled just, you for sure. Yeah. She is spoiled like you amazing. for sure. Oh yeah, no, there's no doubt. But I, I think it does help when you, when you, and it's been great for us for our family when with Lindsay. Lindsay tore ACL. I didn't tell everybody that probably, but uh, she tore ACL skiing, and it's been cool because it's had to flip a little bit. She can't do as much, and it's been yeah. very enlightening to see how much that she does. And the kids have had to step up, and it's been awesome. Nicholas has been amazing. I mean, he just, well, he's been great. I texted her after the surgery, and I said, I hope your family's taking care of you. And she said, they are being amazing. So credit to y'all. The, Good job. Nicholas, especially. Leah, I'm not going to give much credit to, but Nicholas. <laughs> Leah looked at Lindsay one day on her crutches. She was like, hey, will you hand me that over there? Like <laughs> literally 20 feet from Lindsay, 30 feet from Leah. Will you hand me that? I was like. Are you serious, bro? Like, I will slap you upside the head with her crutch. Like, are you, you can't yeah. be serious. She's at a very, 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 very selfish stage. She's just, she's 11, about to be 12, and she's just, the world right now revolves around Leah. But 
Nicholas has been a great help. It's been awesome. It's been awesome to see him step up. Like it's been awesome. Our prayers have been about mama, like taking care of mama. How can we serve mama? Like that was, that's been a good, it's been a good thing. It's been a blessing for our family for sure. Jennifer said something that was interesting that, um, I'm learning all kind of new things here. That I, I saw your I head cocked like a cocker wow. spaniel over yeah. there. You're like, Arr! are we in a counseling session with Davey? Like, <laughs> that's are you thought? <laughs> <laughs> but like she was saying, she didn't she didn't wash the clothes, and she's really getting me, getting yeah. me for that. And you had no clue. And I had no clue. No, clue. and I, I think you, I talk to people a lot of times who who have a hard time forgiving other people, and and they think they're getting they're getting. They're making that person getting pay, back getting back at that person because they're not forgiving them. That person doesn't even know anything about it. They might not, they not, they might not even know that, that they offended you. So I think the importance of communication, again, it's communication. And I think as you, you build it young, early in marriage, you continue to build it as the kids are growing up. And then on this side, we are now dealing with caring for our parents having to divide time. And I think if we hadn't been building into our marriage all that communication, that time together, I mean, a year ago this time, I was more or less living with my parents, taking care of them. And he was super supportive. We would still have to have these hash it out. How are we going to do both? Um, But he looked at me one time and he said, I don't want you to have any regrets. Don't worry about anything else. You, you do for them what you need to do. We'll be here. And so I feel like we, if we had not built up years of trust, years, like he knows 100% that our nuclear family, me and him, Jesse, our kids, is most important. But we're in a season where I have to put my parents ahead of y'all for just a short time. Because they had no one else. They were both in the hospital. Neither could drive. There's no other choice. Like, if I wasn't there, and my sister and I alternated, but if I, like, that that was a stressful season, but if I didn't have them to fall back on, then it would have been, it would have been harder. So, so what I take from that is I have a lot of people that think they can pause their marriage. And I'm sure you've seen that. Right. Like I have a lot of people that, oh, we just need to get through the kid phase and yeah. take care of them, put them first. And then we're really good together when later on it doesn't work like that. Yeah. You don't pause your marriage. You don't pause because the person that you married is changing all throughout this process. And you're changing right. all throughout this process. And if you're not changing together, then you're done. Like it's not, it's yeah. not going to just Oh, we're just going to pause, and then when we're great when it's just us. Later on, as soon as the kids are gone, there's always going to be something. Whether it's your parents, whether it's your family, there's always going to be something that can distance, put drive a wedge between you and your wife or you and your spouse, and you can't. You well, can't and let I that think happen. that's why, like going on quick weekends, was vital, and just the two of us. Like there are times when we went on vacation with other people, but we needed to connect. Or going on. Um, when we didn't have a lot of money in the seminary, when we were at seminary, we would alternate childcare. Like we would keep a, the kids for a family, and, and then they would keep it for you. yeah, we there are creative ways to do it. A lot of times we do stuff at lunch, just because we have the flexibility to do that. Um, but you have to connect one on one, and you that doesn't um, you have to keep investing. And Joel, on those weekends, go back to number three. <laughs> <laughs> 
back to number three, baby. Yes. Those fun weekends away from you, Jolyn. Yeah. So, uh, Sandra Stanley said this, that you would share with me after the women's conference, that uh, there's some things in life you don't get a do-over. Yeah. And so, like caring for your parents, you only get one shot at it. There, there is no do-over. Raising kids, like, there's no, there's no do-over. Like, you, you got to give it all you've got during that season because it goes by very, very. It doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes. Yeah. The next thing but you learn, they're, they're lessons, tw- not they're losses. Five years old, and you sit in the room talking about yeah, quarter of a century. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We got any? We got any news on Joel? Is he? Is, is he dating? We're we... we're taking him to lunch after this, and I'm hoping to get an update. Okay. So we'll see. We'll okay. we'll keep you posted on that one. All right. Keep everybody yeah. posted. Well, do y'all have any? Uh, that was my seven. Do y'all have anything else y'all want to share about marriage? Or do we want to wrap wrap this puppy up? I'll just say one more thing. I think we're we're in a world where we compare ourselves to other people, and um, we might compare our marriage to other people's marriage, or and what we see on the outside isn't what's on the inside. And so I feel like that that will rob your joy. And um, you know, every everyone's gifted differently, and don't compare. Don't compare what you look like. Now, if there is a couple. Like we had Dean and Sharon register over. Um, he preached there. They've been married 50 years. He's 70 years old. Um, I sat on the front row with her. The whole time he was preaching, she was engaged like a cheerleader. And then during the worship, they were holding hands, raising their hands together. And I thought, they've been married 50 years. I want that. Yeah. You know, and so, but when they sit in our living room, we ask them about that. How have you done this together for 50 years? We prayed together with them. Like, um, so I do think if there's a couple that's been married longer than you, that you admire, and you want that, you can ask for that. But just a random person, like, wishing you had what that, you don't know what they have. Mm -hmm. But. um, One snapshot is not what's going on. One night is not what's going on. Right. So that's that's a good word. We we talk about mentors and needing mentors and people to look up to. And so I I guess I'm not a good enough mentor for you. You've you've, uh, had lunch with uh, James Merritt this week and he's like, well, Davey asked me to mentor him. I'm like, well, I guess he's going, I'm going, yes, he's going for the big dog. Need an upgrade. (laughs) As you get, as you get, you know, you keep pursuing greatness, right? Sometimes you got to run by people. You got to go. He's like, well, doesn't Davey go to your church? I'm like, yeah, but I guess, I guess, I guess uh, I've taught him all I can teach. Did him you tell him? That, did you tell him that we basically do it on a podcast every every <laughs> week? Yeah, we got to have him on. We'll, he would be good to we'll have get on. him on. He he was he's knotted nothing. So all right, so Jim, before we go, for those ladies out there, are those marriages that are struggling, that are on the rocks? What what hope would you give them right now? Number one is surrender open hand, like physically open your hand and say, okay, God, this is in your hands. My job's to walk with you every day, to wake up every morning. My life is yours. And then from there, I would say, get godly counsel, someone that you can share with, be honest with, whether it's a professional counselor, like be vulnerable with somebody that can help point you in the right direction. That's what I would say. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. 
One thing on Jonathan's list that is so crucial, but easily looked over is boundaries. This is something that I've always noticed in my parents' lives. They have no room, no foothold for temptation because it can happen to anyone. Do you have good boundaries in your relationship with your spouse? If not, I want to challenge you to sit down as soon as possible and do what the Lord is calling you to do. Even those of us who are not yet married, what are your personal boundaries when it comes to relationships with other people from the opposite sex? I encourage you to seek God and create those personal convictions for yourself. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals podcast, and we'll catch you next week.